Ready and racing. Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Welcome to the latest edition of the Dogcast, uh, brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. I'm your host, Brett Yates, and as always, uh, joined by Greyhound Racing's uh, SA's racing manager, Sean Matheson. And uh, Matho, we got you back on deck, mate, and boy, uh, aren't we building. Gee, we've got a big night on Thursday night. We've got the final of the, the Howard Ashton Group 3. Uh, also got four terrific heats of the uh, Shane McQueen. Yeah, one of the best nights of racing, Yatesy, I think, with the Group 3 final. We see the superstar, Victor Damien, step out again, really good in the semi-final, draws the, draws the pole. So interesting to see what he can produce. See if there's any big statements from you, um, but obviously the Shane McQueen heats as well. The you know the major 595 meter race on our on our calendar for the year, four strong heats. So really looking forward to them on the night. As I mentioned, a really good night of racing. Also, the Straight Track Cup final, Matho, was run on on Tuesday at Murray Bridge. So we'll uh, get your thoughts on that as well. The the results and and all of that post race, uh, the Murray Bridge Straight Track Cup that was worth a bit of cash too. 14,000? 14,000, 10,000 of the winner, and and some of the commentary around it was one. One of the strongest straight track cup finals we've seen. We've only ran three or four of them, but the depth was exceptional. So uh, a really good race and a worthy winner, I think. Well, it's going to be a terrific uh, episode, so stick around. We've got plenty to come. The Week in Review. Our Week in Review is brought to you by the Fresh Pet Food Co., uh, proud suppliers of fresh pet food uh, for our GAP SA greyhounds in the GAP prison programs. They're based right here in SA, so uh, visit their website, freshpetfoodco.com.au, for more info. Uh, well, we might get... Uh, do you want to do the straight track or the Howard Ashton? No, we we'll do straight track. Okay, so the straight track final, Tuesday afternoon at uh, Murray Bridge, down the straight, 350 metres. Yep. Uh, we had a late scratching come out of the race as well. Yep. Um, Aston Elena was a, a pretty important late scratching. Uh, take us through the race. What what unfolded? Yeah, well, I suppose the first one, Aston Elena came out. It was really disappointing for Dave Peckham and the connections. Uh, he was shooting for another win of the Straight Track Cup final. He actually won it two years ago. So a wonderful effort to make the final, but unfortunately he was a late scratching. Um, still a hot field of seven dogs. Um, the, the heats um, were excellent the week before and I suppose cash on delivery, which started favourite, the box draw drawing out in box eight uh, really suited this dog. And, and the way the race panned out, it was able to get clear running out wide from the eight. Really never headed Yatesy cash on delivery for Ashley Griffiths. That, geez, that kennel's in a red hot vein of form, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, taking out the SA Distance Championship and now the Straight Track Cup final at Murray Bridge. Uh, really strong effort by Cash on Delivery. Um, Aston Zebel for Dave Peckham got home well from the box seven. Uh, so a really good run there. And Federal Outlaw for Ben Rawlings rounded out the top three. But, you know, not a lot between these dogs. A little bit of luck. And box draws, I think, sort of helped Cash on Delivery being out there nice and wide. So uh, a really good addition. What did you make of the race? Uh, look, uh, brilliant start by the winner, Cash on Delivery. It was sort of two or three lengths in front not long after box rise. But... The impressive thing and what can be hard to do down the straight is to hold your line. And because when you're moving around, you're giving away margin, like you're losing energy and you're losing ground. But it was able to, as you said, it had clear running, but not only did it have clear running, it ran straight. 
So it, it had that margin and was able to hold it. Probably ran in a touch late, but had a, a nice margin at the end. I think you follow the first three uh, with confidence. I thought Aston Zebel chased home really well. I liked its its last part of the race and closed off nicely. And Federal Outlaw was not in it early, was sort of out the back. It was hard against the rail and I thought was was sneaking through really strongly late. But um, I thought the race was run on its merits. I don't think there were hard luck stories. I think yeah. cash on delivery was, was far too good. Well, that's with the straight track, isn't it? I mean, they they all get their chance, really. Uh, on cash on delivery, it went within 0.01 of the Gawler track record over 400 metres. So one of the fastest dogs we've got in the state. Now got a feature race win to that to its name. So a really good performance. As you mentioned, those the other dogs, Aston Zebel, we saw him make the Mount Gambier Cup final. Yep. So they've got a lot of feature form around them. So looking forward to seeing where some of these dogs go in the future. Oh, terrific stuff. Uh, that was the uh, Murray Bridge uh, Cup final down the straight on Tuesday uh, great stuff for Ashley Griffiths and the team. Uh, what about last Thursday night, Matho? We had the semi-finals of the the Group Three Howard Ashton, um, and gee, uh, what a night it was! We've come up with an amazing final, which we will get to. But uh, I guess I've got a bit of egg on my face, haven't I? Really, I, I I'll tell you what happened. I, so. I was excited. I've thought track record. This is all going to unfold. And uh, I'm sitting in the car when I turn up and then I I get my bag and get out and I start to walk up to the broadcast box and I look out and the sprinklers are on on the track. And I've thought, "Uh uh-oh, I've made a mistake here. Uh, The the track looked to be quite wet. So as soon as I saw that, I knew the track record was not there for the taking. Um, But Boy, it might be still uh, come come Thursday night. So uh, the first of the semis, mate, we uh, we had Victor Damien. So take us through. Yeah, well, you weren't that far away from it, Yates. I mean, Victor Damien came out, did what we expected him to do, began well, got to the front, ran away from them. 30.04 Yates in. If you look at the times throughout the whole night, he was 0. 0.4, 0. 0.5 of a second faster than any other dog that went around. So, I mean, it was still a brilliant performance by him. Um, from drawn out wide. Um, he went to the back in 1761. So he's still like really flying off the back straight. So 30.04. Livet beat him by seven and a half lengths. Yep. Livet's, uh, we spoke about Livet um, a, a couple of months ago when he went to the launching pad. I think he's one of those dogs that he gets in as the dogs go quicker, he goes quicker, I yeah, think, yeah. Um, is sort of the pattern for him. So he was a good, really good run to run second. And Victor Albi, um, the Anniversary Cup winner, uh, after a slow beginning, got through and ended up running third. The Rasmussen team ran it out. The four dogs to all qualify for the first semi-final with Victor Tony getting the fourth spot. But, I mean, ultimately take nothing away from the winner. He was brilliant. Many people were there to see him on uh, last Thursday night, and there'll be many more to see him this Thursday night. Yeah, absolutely. He he really had to work hard to that first turn, didn't he? Like, he was sort of posted three and four wide, and he just had to keep pressing and persisting. He probably nearly jumped either a bit too well or not well enough. Like, the, the speed underneath was, was there, and he really had to work uh, over. I mean, the... The part you like about his race is just off the back, just put lengths on them really quickly. Um, was a, a really strong win. And, and the way the box draws panned out for the final, uh, I think it's worked out. As 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 much as I thought it wasn't going to get much better for him than yeah. the, the semi, maybe it has uh, come the final. Uh, you've been through the second, third and fourth. Totally agree with all of those. There's there's no hard luck stories there. Victor Albi got a bit of a squeeze at a, a crucial time. But um, look, there's not a lot more to report from that race. Victor Damien too good uh, in the first semi-final what about the uh, the second semi-final this was 
a really intriguing race. Um, I know you tipped Victor Speed in the race, and and uh, gee, I thought uh, the way the race panned out in the running that that it was all over once he lobbed second or third, just yeah. just in behind. I thought that's it, but didn't turn out to be. Well, we said this was the the pace semi final Yatesy, and and it's sort of the way it did pan out to the first turn. But we really probably expected um, Victor Marley to be one of the pace um, yeah. dogs in this race, but she missed it. She was sort of back midfield and it was left to Victor Tara to push through on the first turn. Kuron Cam came down really hard um, um, and there was that squeeze, as you said, and that's probably what uh, didn't help Victor Marley. She got the squeeze. Victor Speed landed second just on the outside of Victor Tara and I was sort of thinking, here we go, I'll be able to talk it up next week in the dog cast. But um, he just sort of... he, he just, he's a steady um, dog, isn't he? I mean, he sort of, he grinds away, I think. There was, uh, he was sitting second, Victor Tara was out in front. I always thought he'd be able to get Victor Tara, but Victor Marley got onto the onto the rails and yeah. she was able to rail quite nicely down the back straight. And off the back straight, she sort of just pushed Victor Speed out the way. And um, she got home really well over the concluding stages, which was a, another dimension for her, I think, Yatesy, that she's really developing as a really nice sprinter. And she was able to get away um, 30.83. I mean, I think the time's reflective of a little bit of tightening and a little bit of tight racing there. Uh, she was able to win by almost two lengths from Victor Speed. Uh, Kuron Cam held on well uh, to, to grab third. And Victor Tara for fourth. Um, Tim Richards, um, for those who took the, the Rasmussen to get all eight dogs through <laughs> to the to the to the group three final. He blew them out of the water by Corrine Cam finishing third, so he qualified, but he was only the one the Rasmussen's got seven through. But yeah, I think Victor Marley, I mean, she's probably um, her performance was probably the best of that semi. What did you make? Uh, look, absolutely, and and I think you've picked up on the key aspect uh, to her and that race was uh, it was another string to her bow, like she had things go against her in the run. So she got clobbered early by Kurong Cam. He was just desperate for the rail, wasn't he? Like trying to get down. She got clobbered, lost her spot, lost momentum, then was able to sneak to the fence. So there was some nice space there. And you're right, when she found the fence position and Victor Speed sort of was staying off, she was able to really drive hard. And look, she ran off on the home turn and took Victor Speed out and really found the line. I thought it was a... I thought it was a really, really nice win and probably better. I know the time's not there, but the style of it, uh, you know, I didn't expect her to settle off pace, come from behind and get over the top of Victor Speed, but she did. And I I thought in the run, that's a fantastic effort. I I really like what she did. Victor Speed, look, I thought was honest, but it had every chance. Like there was no excuses there for me. Curon Cam drew the wrong side of the track, was desperate for the fence and the race shape didn't pan out. And Victor Taro has the speed, but to me, had its chance too. So it was run over the top of late. Um, that, that's the way I saw it sort of playing out in the uh, the second semi. Yeah, I mean, it's pr- the time is reflective, as you said, uh, um, 0.8 of a second slower than Victor Damien. They're all going to struggle against him in, in the final. But I, I think from a racing point of view... Um, they had their chance to beat Victor Marley and, and she had adversity and she won. So I think uh, going away from... As, they, as we move forward into other racing, she's definitely one that's definitely on the improve massively. I mean, we've got to pay some respect to this litter, don't we? I, I mean, we, we've been talking about how good the litter is and, you know, the stars that have come through. But when you sit down and think what has actually happened over the last little bit with this uh, Fernando Bale-Victor Polly litter, yeah. it is extraordinary. So six 
out of that litter are contesting this final. The Rasmussens have seven engaged, as, as you spoke of. But th- this is quite an extraordinary thing we're going to be seeing on Thursday night. To, to have the brothers and sisters up against each other in a Group 3 race, you just do not see this, particularly at this scale. Yeah. It's extraordinary what we've seen, I, I think. Well, added to that, Yates, see, there was there was only there was eight in the litter, the Victor Polly litter, and the other two um, have not raced. They're named, they haven't raced. I think one might be uh, living it up on someone's couch at the moment, but um, the six that have raced have all made this final Group wow. Three level, and it's amazing. You've got one superstar. That's not detracting from. The, you know the Victor Marleys and and Victor Speeds that are that are going to be wonderful dogs as they progress in their racing career. They're also very young Yatesy. They're yeah. you know two years and heading towards you know three and four months of age. Um, but yeah, it's a wonderful achievement for the Rasmussens. Obviously, the shadows with the breeding, um, the time and effort they put into you know to get you know any dog to the racetrack is massive but to get all six to make a group three final you'd be hard pressed to see that happening anywhere else uh, in australia that i that i would know of you know yeah well look fantastic uh, to to the shadows um obviously to the rasmussens and congratulations to all involved and uh, we look forward to a big big final on thursday night most definitely one lot to be missed for sure yeah well we'll get back we'll preview that uh, big final that's up next the preview the preview is brought to you by SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. Uh, free tips for SA Metro Greyhound meetings. Uh, search at the dogs SA and get on board. And as always, uh, gamble responsibly. Uh, Matho, we might get underway with the uh, Shane McQueen heats. We've got four heats. So I think that's good, by the way. Uh, yeah. You know, four and strong heats. Like, they're, they're competitive. Um, they're, there's no real standout for me through the, the series to this point. But we might run through those. Uh, so we've got four heats and they go straight into a final setup next week. Yeah, I mean, we had 24 nominations, Yates, which, as you mentioned, is great numbers, really, for the for your major middle distance race of the year. Um, we ended up running four heats of six dogs, and I think it's worked out quite well. Yeah. Um, the first two qualify for the final. It's, it's clean. you just got to run first or second, and you make it. With six in each race, you get your chance as well over the middle distance. You should remove any, any sort of bad luck you might foresee in the race. Um, but they start off with race four um, as the first of the series. And, and I suppose the main players in this one, Yatesy, were the two 595 winners from last week. Yep. Um, Air Outlaw for Dave Rundle was was very impressive, I thought, in in taking out um, his race last week. And, and Raver's Army... Continued on a wonderful rich vein of form. This dog has been in for Tim Aloisi uh, in winning sort of the higher grade 595, and they match up in the first uh, yeah. of our of our heats. Look, I think they're the two um, in, in the first of the heats. What I liked about Air Outlaw was the, the aggression that uh, that he showed early. Like he was chasing so hard through that first bend, and then back to the inside, he drew eight, and then he was really accelerated with a lot of venom, like going through the pen and down to the back. I thought it was a really nice win and that was stepping up from the 525 metre racing and it had even a 450 metre run like a few ago. So you you think that would tighten him up and Raver's Army is looking to make it six in a row. I mean, very hard to tip against him. To me, it's an absolute two-dog race. Um, You know, obviously probably a leaning to Raver's Army uh, given his ability to consistently deliver. He posied up and he, he really charged in the home running. I thought he was going to get there a bit quicker the other night, but 
it wasn't until the home straight and probably even the last 50 metres that he really was able to hit his stride. He's a, he's a winner, Yates, he, isn't yeah. he? I think the dog, I think he just knows how to win. I, I thought it was a tight contest last week in his race and they were all tightly packed and he was the slowest to begin. Yes. But, he, but he found the rail um, and then out of the front straight the first time he was able to push up onto the back of... Um, a fantastic Dixie, and and then the run came late, and he got through, and he won. And I think he's um he's shown he can run time when he begins a bit better. I'd like to see him obviously begin slightly better um on Thursday night, but he's the dog to beat. Air Outlaw, yeah, great performance for Dave Rundle. Um, for him, uh, back in SA, the dog did start its racing career here and ran some really nice races. Um early in its career, then went to Melbourne, yep. has come back. So, um, yeah, I mean, they looked the two main players. Um, I think the other Greyhounds were probably batting, battling out for third, um, but they looked the two standouts in the first of our of our heat. So uh, the first and second go through to the, the final next week, of course. So what about the second heat? I've got a few in the mix here. Um, now, Springvale Maddie, she's having her third run in a week, actually. She raced here at Angle Park last Thursday. She went on to win at Gawler on Sunday and uh, backs up again here on Thursday up to the 5.95. And, um, you know, she probably looks the lead in the race, actually. Yeah, I think this is certainly, as you mentioned, there's a few um, options and chances in this race. She does look the leader. Um, she was able to lead up a couple of runs ago when she got run down over the 5.95. And that's probably my only little concern because she just looked the leader. But is there someone strong enough there to run her down? Now, yeah. for mine, um, there are some run-on dogs in this race, the likes of Miss Scallywag out of the red. Yeah. And Razzle Darrell had some good support last start when running fourth over the 5.95. That was, I think, his first look at the trip. He likes a rail draw and didn't have an awful lot of luck. And he's a dog that runs home. And not to mention Machismo, I go back to the Easter Cup, yeah. um, and he was able to win a heat of the Easter Cup when Drew Wide was really strong at the end. So I think there's a few run-on dogs in this race, but I, I do think the best place to be, Yates, is probably out in front. I think Maddie will be out in front. It's just whether or not, as you mentioned, that those couple of runs in a week will take its toll over the concluding stages, but she does look the hardest to yeah. beat. Or, or does it help her? Like, does that border up to a really high fitness level that she can that she can hang on? Um, I, I mean, she has been uh, one of mine that I've tipped all the way through. Look, I'll probably be with her uh, on Thursday night, but I think this is a an interesting uh, heat. I thought Miss Free Rain was another one uh, who might be able to in, improve. So, uh, ran third to Air Outlaw, who we're saying is going to be a pretty good chance in the opening heat. Um, I think she can burn through and sort of just be camped off Springvale, Maddie. Look, Razzle Darrell, to me, very interesting, the money support that you spoke about. Yeah. Now, what actually happened with him? He hit the running rail going into the first turn. He got some injury time for that. So he's coming back since that run. That's my little concern. Has he been able to get the work in that's needed over that little break to keep the fitness level up? Because he'd had only a 300 and a 455 metre run leading into that 595. So I'm just wondering, you know, is he at the top level fitness? But... To me, in that particular race, even though he got injury time, he, he seemed to close off all right after copping a bit of a whack early. So I think he's got a bit of a chance as well. Yeah, I mean, it really does depend on where he, where he lands, I think. He wants the rail. He he'll, he'll, he'll work his way to the rail. If he began really well and he could, you know, if he got ahead of Miss Scallywag, I don't think he can. But if Miss Scallywag actually began really well and work, made the other dogs work, I think he comes right into the race. My issue for him is if he's like, you know, 
four or five on the rail with, you know, three or four dogs in front of him, like directly in front of him, he won't really come to the outside until maybe late in the race. He wants that rail. So the run's got to come for him, but he's going well. Uh, what about the third heat? This will be race six, second leg of the Quadrilla Thursday night. Um, fantastic, Dixie. You, you touched on her. She ran a bottler the other night to, to Raver's Army. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm probably not giving anything away when we come to best bets, but I, I probably like her as one of my best bets on okay. the night, Yatesy. Is she the leader for you in this yeah, race? I yeah, I think she is. I think, um, as we touched on uh, last week, she, she was able to push through and lead from box one last week. Um, and it was only Raver's army that was able to run past her, and only just run past her over the last little bit. So I think she gets every opportunity to do exactly the same thing on Thursday night. Um, full respect to uh, Barrows, which is an interstate competitor, yeah. um, but first look at the track. Don't know really know what you're going to get. Sp- Springvale Max, we know his form. He likes the inside, but I think Fantastic Dixie will, will be leading, so he'll be behind her. And Spring Agatha... Bit of an enigma for me, Yatesy Spring Agatha. She she ha- is brilliant at her absolute best, but she can just find a little bit of trouble in her races and get pushed wide every now and again. So if she's at her brilliant best, she'll be really hard to hold out. But I'm I'm leaning a little bit toward Fantastic Dixie. And one I know that you've been on, Yatesy, is Hoogley. Out in box eight, it steps up to the 595 for the first, uh, for the, sorry, it's raced over five times. Had a couple of placings there. Wasn't a bad run last week without a lot of luck. So it's definitely one to look at as it gets back to the 595. Has one as well over, over yeah. the journey. So, and look, it's run 34-36. I mean, that's going to be competitive in this sort of race. So, uh, look, I'm with you with Fantastic Dixie. I think she probably burns through and grabs the front. And her ability to sort of hold the rest comfortably, with the exception of Raver's Army, I thought was good. I thought that'll set her up nicely for this race. I thought Spring Agatha was the big danger. So what she did was one over the sprint the other night. She was able to jump pretty well from a not-too-dissimilar draw to what she's got here. There was some real pressure coming from Man of Substance and these sort of dogs, but she really kicked strongly in the home running, and I like the way she went about her. I think she's the main danger. Um, and obviously, I, I think Hoogley, you know, it's probably going to be a bit of a price, I reckon. Uh, and to me, he likes it out deep and he's going to be able to sweep around and he's shown that he can get it done. He's probably the, the little fly in the ointment, so to speak, uh, in that race. But yeah, I'll probably go on one from five in the, in the third heat. What about uh, heat number four, Matho? Uh, this is really interesting. Um, obviously, some nice speed will be coming from his all-purpose, I'd imagine. And, and we get to see Could Be King up over the journey again. Well, one of your favourite dogs, Yates, he Could Be King. Um, and I reckon it's a lot of people's favourite dogs because he's had such a wonderful run home. He's got a big, booming finish. He just needs that bit of luck late in the race to put him in the race. He got too far back last week. Um, he bulked his way through. But we've spoken about Air Outlaw. Air Outlaw... Um, ran to the front and he chased hard, just ran out of runway really. But um, he's a dog that needs that ounce of luck in his races, but he'll be charging home. Uh, he's all purpose at the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. You probably expect um, he's all purpose to be leading and out in front. And then it's up to everyone else to chase him down. So makes for a really interesting race and fantastic Luna at her absolute best, Yatesy, we've seen what she can do. She can run 34-43 at her absolute best. She didn't have any luck last up behind his all-purpose. She got dragged down. Forget she went around. She's a strong performer. And, um, I mean, that her last start was actually in the Easter Cup final. 
think, going back to back 11th of May or might have been a bit... No, no, pro, no, it wasn't. It was a different race. But the start before that, she won, beating Miss Scallywag when she was able to come off speed. So um, they're the three big guns for mine in this race. What did you like? Uh, you look, I've, I've got a couple of those in the mix. Look, I thought Fantastic Luna... To me, she's a bit better when she can lead, and I just didn't think she would in this race. Yeah. I know she came off and won two ago, but it was the one four ago when she jumped straight to the front. Um, to me, that was the the run, and that's where she produced her best. Uh, I thought he's all purpose had burned through and, and be the lead here. Obviously, uh, could be king. I've got to have him in. I, I was really taken by his finish again the other night. You're right, he got too far back. Um, he's been 34-37 here a couple ago. He's still learning. He's improving. I thought Tomato Tears was one that, that could run a bit of a race here uh, for Tamika Dunn. Steps back up to this distance range. I, I thought he's run th- uh, three ago behind Could Be King. Uh, wasn't terrible. Could Be King was just dominant that night. But um, he's one who has had a bit of market support subsequent to that run. I think it was the fourth, actually, at Angle Park behind Dazzling Cruiser. He was backed. He, he didn't figure. Um, but he's had three starts for three placings over the 5.95. And I think he'll be some some sort of odds comparative to the other pair. So I thought it was worth tossing in. Yeah, I think the the a line through all of the heats Yates here is that we've, we've sort of been a bit specific around who he thinks the main chances. But I think the depth throughout the whole series, you know, the, the Hoogleys, the Tomato Tears, the, you know, those types of dogs, it wouldn't be a surprise to anyone if they actually won or, or qualified for the final. And it, it does make for a great series. Oh, terrific stuff. So uh, four heats, the first two go through to the uh, the big final uh, next week at Angle Park. All right, we get down to it, Matho. The Group 3 Howard Ashton final, it's a uh, $25,000 to the winner. Overall, $36,500 race. Um, an amazing performance by the Rasmussens to have seven finalists. Uh, Ron and Joan Shadow, what a great thrill for them for this uh, this litter. Fernando Bale, Victor Polly, and um, actually, we we're just having a look uh, off air. It was Matho through through recent winners and uh, some of the bloodlines we can trace back. What was it, Victor Brook that Ron Shadow trained who won this race a decade ago? Yeah, ten years ago, Victor Brook um, for for Ron was training um, her at the, at the time, and so she got the job done of the Howard Ashton in 2013. So there'll be some nice symmetry there, I think. With um, you know, I mean. If if a Victor dog um, wins the race on Thursday night, they still got to, they've still got to get the job done. Um, but there'd be nice sim- some symmetry there for the for the Shadow family and and a lot of time and effort they put into this litter and bloodlines. Uh, it's interesting. It's just to get uh, an insight into the mindset of trainers. Tony and Lisa have got seven through to the final, and I actually saw him downstairs uh, after the the box draw, and uh, he said, "Oh." You know, I think I'd, I might be able to train the trifecta. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, it's extraordinary. Like, you got seven of the eight. Um, you're going to have a – probably most of them are going to be in front of Kuron Cam as, as far as favouritism goes. But yeah. uh, the, the one we're all going to be watching is Victor Damien. Now, he's come up with the inside draw, the coveted red. Yeah. Uh, take us through this race. How does it line up and what do you make of it? Well, so he has drawn the red box, uh, $1.35, a tab fixed odds, the market's out for the final. So he's short enough, I think, $1.35. You want him about $1.10, don't you? You'll be (laughs) jumping all over that. But, I mean, I think Tony would probably, Tony and Lisa probably would probably prefer to be out a little bit for him. Having said that, I mean, he's he's gone a 5.22 from an inside draw from box two. He's won from box one. Um, 
he, he be, he's been beginning quite well um, his last couple of runs. So box one may not be a hindrance to him whatsoever. I mean, he's got Victor Marley on his outside. She's drawn two. If she begins as we expect her to, she probably runs a little bit of cover for him. What price is she? So, so she's four eighty. So um, Damien one dollar thirty five. Victor Marley four eighty. Then Victor Speed from the three sixteen dollars. Victor Albi at $6, Victor Tony at $41. Uh, we get to Livid at 34 the 7, Victor Tara at 34 and Coron Cam out in the pink, $23 for Tim Richards and um, Time After Time and Victor Curl of the reserves. But, yeah, I mean, I just think um, if, if everything sort of goes to plan, Victor Damien begins as we, as we would hope. Um, he'll get a little bit of cover from Victor Marley. He could easily lead. He doesn't need to lead, as we know. He just needs to get around the first turn safely, Yatesy. And probably my concern a little bit is the dogs out wide, which is Victor Tara and Coron Cam, as we've mentioned. They both have really high speed and both um, like to get to the fence. Victor Tara, probably one of the fastest dogs in the final. And Coron Cam really wants to get to the fence. So um, could you see anything from out wide playing a role um, with the inside dogs, particularly Victor Damien? Well, uh Look, the short answer is no, uh, but here's why. So um, I think what you said is is right. I think Victor Marley will be running cover for Victor Damien. And I actually had a chat to Tony about this after the box draw. Yeah. I said, what do you think? You know, he goes, well, and you're right. He sort of wasn't jumping uh, jumping rainbows that Victor Damien had drawn the red, but he wasn't unhappy. Yeah. Uh, and I feel his comment around... Um, Victor Marley running cover, which was reflected by you, is is spot on. And if you watch her races, she's got speed, but she does stay off. She leaves a little bit of room. Yeah. It's going to be perfect for him. I, I mean, he's going to, no matter how he begins, he's going to have that cover there, I think, because he should be out at least with Victor Speed. Look, Victor Albi maybe will be darting through. You've got Livet who wants to stay up the track. Yeah. Now, look, he's not perhaps lightning out of boxes, but he might do enough to hold them out, particularly when they're going to be banging into each other. Yeah. So Kuron Cam and Victor Tara are going to be wanting to, to get to the inside, particularly Kuron Cam. He'll come out and go left like he did last week. He drew six and, and smashed down. That's the way he races. Um, I, you know, I just think Victor Damien's going to have everything go his own way. Um, and he's got gears. So he can, he sees the space, he'll take it and he'll go. And I just don't know how they can, I, I mean... Are you worried about getting cluttered up? Look, Tony did mention that to me. He's, there is some little concern that maybe he does get cluttered. And he said, when you're out in space, you can use your engine and get around him. So I take that on board and and I agree. But I think, I, I don't think he'll be cluttered because of who's drawn outside and he's going to have space to move. Yeah, I think um, the key for him in particular is that he has been beginning quite well. And I think off the red, as long as he comes out as he has been, then he's going to be fine. Yeah. I mean, I could even if Victor Marley doesn't begin as she begins, and and the other dogs do cross from out wide, he should be able to be able to still run through because the gap will be there for him um, and push through and maybe third or fourth into the back straight and and then uses power. I think um, so. I think um, he's shown that he's began began well. He's shown he's began well from an inside draw as well. So a dollar thirty five eight. See, I'm probably leaning a bit like you that I reckon that's pretty good odds. I think um, for a superstar of of our sport, and you know, I'd encourage everyone to get there. I mean, as as we already touched on, the Rasmussens have seven. Tim Richards, uh, 
Unfortunately for him, when the marbles came out, if he drew eight, if he'd have drawn one, he's probably right in the race, to be fair. But he has drawn the wrong side of the track, so he'll be hoping to upset the apple cart, so to speak. And I think when the draw happened, there was one and eight left, wasn't there? I think there was Curon, Cam, Victor, Damien, and uh, I think actually Tony was hoping for the eight a little bit, like you know, to get out and around him. But uh, anyway, that's how the marbles have fallen. And what's been interesting is. The betting through the series has been against him, like the whole way. He's been a dollar and four out to a dollar fifteen. He's been a dollar and five out to a dollar twenty, back into a dollar fifteen. So now they're risking at a dollar thirty-five. So all the way through, you know, as much as you can be underestimated at a dollar fifteen, it sort of has been that way. Um, and then we get a dollar thirty-five in the final. So uh, I'm not sure why, but um, that's the way it's it's played out. I mean. To me, he's a fan favourite, uh, you know, particularly here in South Australia. Well, I mean, he's got he's got point four on everything in the field, uh, you know, at, even, probably more. But that's what he's got on the whole field. So even if he has some slight adversity, he's got that up his sleeve. He knows he can get the power. His, his only issue will be getting clear running. Yeah. I think that'll happen. Um, I think that, you know, he he's going to... You know, for the for the shadows and for Rasmus and team, hopefully he he gets the job done. He gets a group through under his belt, and we've spoken about this before. I mean, he he run the time. He holds the equal track record. He's now got to win the big races. So I mean, hopefully this will be a nice, a really nice kickoff for him in the future. Full respect to all the other seven competitors in the final, but we probably think they're all running for second. Yeah, uh, no outlandish statements from me, Matho, about track records uh, here. No, I, I sort of need to know what the weather's doing and what the track's doing and the sprinklers on uh, before I can make a judgment. But uh, what were you going to say? I was going to say, Yates, here, though, you did say that we did comment that track records are not normally broken in finals, yeah. Group 3 finals. He's drawn box one. If he happens to, to nail the start and he leads to the first turn, I can see... I think you're calling on Thursday night. Yeah. He, I could see your, I can imagine your voice <laughs> will get a little bit more up and about, particularly if he goes off the back in sub-1760. Yeah. That track record's on. So you just never know. It could happen. And you can feel it with him. So when he ran that record, I could feel that off the back, you just, you can feel something's different. Like, and speaking to Jimmy, the lure driver, after the race, I said, mate, how did that feel? Because I said, I could feel it. Like when he went and ran that record time, there was there was something else there that you, yeah. you just don't normally get in a race. And he said, no, nah, uh, sometimes you've got to bring it back a touch as the greyhounds are coming into the straight because they're starting to get a bit tired. But no, nah, this was full throttle the whole way. So you've you got to keep going. Uh, first four, what, what do you like? What are the tips? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm leaning that Victor Marley's. she's going to, as I said, run the cover early. She's going to get to the front probably first. And she's shown that she's... Um, can be strong enough at the end. So I think she can hold second. Um, I've got actually full respect for Liver, as we've mentioned. I think he can actually um, probably run in the top three. And then I'm going to go to Victor Speed, who who will you know hopefully just poke up along the inside and, and do what he does and, and fill her first four holes. So I'm, I'm leaning towards Damien Marley, um, Livet, and then Victor Speed. What about you? Uh, yeah, Victor Damien to win. Victor Marley as the Quinella. Victor Albi, I think he can bounce back. Uh, I mean, what we'd seen prior to those last couple had been 
spot on uh, and Victor Speed to wind out the first four. So one, two, four and three. Uh, all right, Matho, it's that time of the day. Best bets uh, for Angle Park on Thursday night. Okay, well, I know you always like to throw out a couple, so I, I just won't go one because I need a bit of fallback just in case one gets rolled. Okay. Um, so we've already mentioned that race six, number one, fantastic Dixie for the Cheggiers, I think can take out the third heat of the Shane McQueen. I think that she will lead throughout and be extremely hard to beat yeah. uh, by doing that. Um, the next one, a bit of an each-way play, I think, for our Dogcast trusted followers. Okay. Uh, race one, number seven, going undercover for the Rasmussen team. Um, the race is not... A, uh, if you go through the form of all the dogs in this race, they're you know they're thirty-one second dogs, and, and that's probably going to be the time they can run. This dog can actually go to the back really fast, and he's shown that he can you know run that thirty-one second and break that. He's a bit risky at the start, isn't he? Like he's you know you, that's where you're going to get odds about him, Yatesy. You're going to get some nice juicy odds about him. But if he hits the start from out wide, I think he can come across, and I think he can actually run home quite well. I mean, he has raced against some of our better dogs. I mean, um, I mean, uh, what am I trying to see here? There we are. Um, he's raced against probably slightly better quality in the likes of um, well, Zoe Rose has been good for Tony Lagana. Could be King. Like, could be King only just ran this dog down four runs ago. Uh, sorry, five runs ago. So, you know, I, I think with an ounce of luck and a good beginning, he put himself right in the race. Okay, there you go. Uh, like it, Matho. Uh, an each way, a race one, number seven. And uh, fantastic, Dixie. Uh, I'm going to go later on. It's going to be short. Uh, it's race 12, the Red Runner. Reality infrared. Um, looking to continue uh, his winning sequence. He was odds on and got the cash at the bridge last run. Uh, look, box one, uh, three ago at Angle Park. Ran really good time, 30-62, personal yeah. best. So, look, it'll be short enough, but I think a win. And, look, if you really need a doubler like a multi, then I'm probably going to have to go to the old trusty Springvale Matty uh, to, uh, to zip through, grab the front, and, uh, and give a big, bold side as well. well $1.35, Victor Damien Yates. He just throw him in as well. Well, you know what? I will. Um, we'll put it in as well. $1.35 uh, into probably $1.60. And Springvale, Maddie, what do you think she'll be? Um, yeah, I'd say she'd be close to black figures. Yeah, yeah. Um, terrific. All right. Well, let's... Uh, we're cl clutching at straws a bit, but let's see if we can find you a uh, winner. I mean, the, the big thing is the final, the uh, the Group 3 Howard Ashton, along with the four heats yep. of the uh, the Shane McQueen. But it's going to be a big night, mate. Look forward to seeing you. Yeah, most definitely looking forward to being out there. Hopefully get a nice big crowd there on course to see uh, Victor Damien go around. Hopefully take the Group 3 win. But as mentioned, the Shane McQueen, always a great night of racing. Encourage anyone who's not doing anything Thursday night, get out there and enjoy all the action. Yeah, well, we don't know how many runs we'll be able to see him, to be honest. So if, if you want to get a glimpse of him... Um, uh, Thursday night's the, the time to do it. We'll see you at the track. 